gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Welcome to the Hall of Justice. You have come to episode 275. That's a pretty round number. People remember 275. No one remembers 268. They don't remember 212. They go, oh, you had a great episode 213. No, nobody remembers that. But 275, that's a big episode. We're glad you're here. Um, If you've listened to this podcast before, you know the drill. Uh, This is spoilers. um, But I don't feel guilty about it because I'm not doing this on social media. It's that you you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you either saw the movie or you don't care about knowing what happens in the movie. And what I fear I don't think there's any great reveal. You know, Batman faces a bunch of villains. There you go. There's the, there's the plot of, uh, of, of this movie. We are talking about the Batman, the Batman. Um, this is a movie that came out in 2022. If you're listening to this in the future, and there have been like 17 of these movies, and Pattinson's gone on to star as Batman more times than anybody else, well, then do me a favor. Tell me how the flying car is. And uh, let me know exactly uh, how I was wrong in in this assessment. Um, If you've listened recently to the last couple of episodes, I was dreading this. I was dreading the three hours. I didn't want to go. I don't need this movie in my life. Um, I will say, and I'll start out by saying, before I introduce our special guest today and get everything with our shenanigans underway, I didn't hate it. I did not hate it. It's a it's a solid movie. However, I have so many questions uh, to join us now uh, to help review this. See, this was the problem. When I was looking for people that could review it, um, there were people who were either said this is the greatest movie in the world or they said this is an offensive piece of garbage. It was it was one or the other. And I said, I, there's got to be a middle rung here. There has to be something. And the only social media I saw that was just a little bit of, yeah, it's good, but it has this. And yeah, it's good, but it has. And I was like, that's who I need to talk to. Uh, <laughs> Jazz Bealby is a, uh, she's been involved in social media. She's worked at Comic-Cons. She's in this space. She's, she's a member of the club. And uh, she's been uh, a supporter of the Hall of Justice in the past. Uh, I've met her at Comic-Cons. That's where we, we met face-to-face back when we used to go to those things. Uh, but now we just do everything virtually, and I never leave this chair. So I'm like Charles Xavier that way. Uh, Jazz is here with us now to talk about 
the Batman. Welcome, Jess. Thanks so much for, for doing this. This is your, your maiden voyage here. I'm not <laughs> going to make the sex out. joke. I won't do that. I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> welcome, though. So thanks for doing Thank this. Thank you. Yeah, it was funny. Um, when you were talking about reading my social media, um, I basically, the, the, what I said was, you know, who, who does Matt Reeves think he is? Does he think he's James Cameron, Titanic? Does he think he's the Rooster Brothers, Avengers Endgame? Three hours for a Batman film, thumbs down, is what, is what I wrote. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it, it's funny because everybody that I've talked to goes, I thought you hated it. And it's like, I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it needed to be three hours long. You know, the, 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 that's probably the bigger complaint is that there were a bunch of times where I'm watching this film and I thought it could have ended. Yeah, exactly. I, I just was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. And you know that feeling you get when you go to like a really good dinner? Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm satiated. I'm, I'm happy. This was nice. Let's, let's go somewhere. Um, yeah. For some reason, you know, I don't love the movie theater experience anymore. I think COVID kind of ruined that for me. Um, I didn't get excited about it. I, you know, what I like is to be able to pause movies and, and, and take notes on movies and, you know, watch them over three days. I, you know, I, I when we did it for the podcast, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I watched in three days. That's how I like to watch these movies. Um, I guess what I want to say before... I don't want to trash this movie because there's still a lot of good stuff in it, but I'll, I I think the best way to, to clarify it is, is what Batman movie is it better than? Mm. And the point of that is, is I immediately, even if you love this movie, the best I think it gets is seventh and hear me out. Is it better than any of the Nolan movies? I don't think so. Stop me if you disagree. I, is it I will. better than the Michael Keaton movies? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so there's five right there. And then if you want to, I'll take the Joel Schumacher movies out because that's not apples to apples. Um, I'm not going to count the Adam West movie. That doesn't count. Now you get into the debate of Justice League and Batman v Superman. Yeah. And then, the, and the point of if you want to say Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman had moments just like this one has. They have moments, but they don't hold a candle to the Keaton movies or the Nolan movies. Absolutely. And what I think the, the problem that I had in the initial is, and I'll get into some of the details because I had, had notes. My issue is he's in the costume. He looks like Ben. Like it, it just it, if you told me this was Batman Begins, I would have b- believed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that guy, that character can go off and face Heath Ledger next. Like I, I see that coming. I don't feel like you established anything unique. And the change that everybody's talking about, the 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 penguin and the Riddler being different. That You know what that reminds me of? The, the cartoon called The Batman. When they they wanted to do something that wasn't the uh, Batman the animated series, they had to have it different. So Joker had long hair, and and mm-hmm. and, and they they just looked different. And it was 
and I've said this on the podcast before, it's change for change's sake. Right. Not for artistic anything. I, I just, I didn't, I, it, it's not very high praise for a movie that is a good movie, but cannot even crack the top five. I, I think it was Good, good Morning America that I was watching. And I believe Robert Pattinson was talking about his process, the audition process for, for this. And he said that he auditioned with the uh, George Clooney bat suit. And I was, I was already skeptical. I mean, you're, you're basically telling everybody that the sparkly vampire guy is going to play Batman. That's kind of already like a question in itself. Um, and then. Well, you want to get into Pattinson. I mean, well, there, there's, there's a couple of things about Pattinson. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I had never seen him before. Okay. I couldn't tell. I, could, I, I looked at his, his uh, filmography. I, there's not one movie I, I've seen him in. I don't know him from literally Adam. He could have been anybody. Right. I'll compliment the movie in that he's wearing that costume for probably 90% of it. Would you yeah. agree with that? He's, he's wearing yeah, that costume? Absolutely. Good, because when he's not, he looks like a doofus. <laughs> it's true. I'm he looks like so... an absolute idiot. And, and, when, when and he's, what, when he's what is the artistic idea of making that the hair is that, 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 is that supposed else. to be that attractive really he looks like it. an idiot brush your goddamn hair that took me that took me out of it because like when i when i saw him with his little emo hair i was i i, I was taken out of the film and I, all i could think about was toby mcguire and spider-man 3 when he was <laughs> yeah. already in the but at least that the, was a yeah. choice that was that was they were trying to make him different you know right this is just when he was Batman, I, I bought into that guy is a young Batman. I, mm -hmm. I bought into the year two aspect of it. What I had a problem with is when he takes that mask off and all of a sudden it, it, it takes you out of the film and into this is that Twilight guy. Yeah. And it, it, immediately I'm, I'm I don't I have no connection to him. Um, it feels really weird, but I know he has a following. You know, I, 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 I'm not naive and I, I don't have the ego to not acknowledge that he has a following. So give him the credit for having that following. When he takes that mask off, who's your demographic there? Right. Who are you trying to approach? Is it 15-year-old girls? Because what 15-year-old girl is sitting through a three-hour Batman movie to see him for 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's... <sighs> I mean, ooh, I don't know if it's for 15 year old girls because I only remember how how long ago Twilight was. But I mean, I'm guessing it would be the same fan base that grew up with with that going but, seeing this. But here, here's here's where I, and this is a DC thing. This is not a Matt Reeves thing. This happened in the Birds of Prey movie. The okay. Birds of Prey movie, they wanted it to be rated R, right? They said, oh, right. rated R, big, big time, bit badass rated R movie, right? And there's killing and there's blood and guts and all this stuff in, this, in the Birds of Prey movie. And then in the fight scene, she dons roller skates and just starts right. skating around. And, and that what my question then on this podcast was, is, wait a minute, who's your demographic for that then? Because if you're doing it, you're serving two masters like the young kid that would be impressed with Margot Robbie on roller skates isn't impressed with your blood and guts. And if mm -hmm. your blood and guts is for shock value, why'd you have this, the roller skates? 
It's well, the, and that, and that goes back it's, to the fact that this movie didn't have to be this long. Like, I, I feel like we got the director's cut right away with, with this versus. But, but that's the issue. It, it, the, the point of Pattinson and, you know, he, the chin, he looks in the costume. He looked like Batman. Yeah. And I bought it. I bought that he's Batman. I he sounded like Batman. He sounded like a young Batman. And, you know, I like the noise when he walked. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I thought that was really sharp. He takes that costume off and he looks to the sky. And I just what, what were we supposed to start singing? What, I, I, what, what was what was <laughs> going on there? It completely, completely loses me. Um, all right. So let's go into some of the, the, the nuances of this film. Um, the unknown open. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool in that you don't know who's killed in the beginning. Right. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I thought I give I want to give credit. They do not kill the Waynes for the 99th time. You know, that was my biggest criticism of Gotham. That's my biggest criticism of the Affleck movies. It's just it's too much with the goddamn parents. I, I, I know that they killed. OK, <laughs> we know um, the the gang kid. And I have to look this up and maybe I should look this up. Um, this is going to be really nerdy, but the gang that he fights in the beginning when they mm-hmm. attack that Asian man. Yeah. The kid that has the makeup half his face, the young gang member in, in that opening scene is Tim Drake from the Titans show. Oh, that's crazy. What? You, of all the kids you're casting, that's the kid. Is, so, so here's my question. Can we, can we draw parallels? You can't, right? Like that kid is not Tim Drake. In the Titan show, they give Tim Drake a backstory. I, and Who I mean, is watching this Batman movie and not so knowing that that's that. from Titans? Who, who sees this and is not going to catch that? Right. That's effing weird, man. The kid in the crime scene, Mayor Mitchell's son, they come back and revisit him again. Is he supposed to be, you find out later that it's Mayor Mitchell, the guy that dies. Okay, that's, that's all well and good. Um, is that kid, is he supposed to relate to that kid because that kid lost a parent? Is that, that's not a, like, that's not a potential Robin or anything that, like that. That was something that was brought up in one of my conversations with my friends last night. He was like, is this kid going to be the next Robin? And you it's know, like we the, were, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt and the yeah. Dark Knight Risings. I mean, when I went the first, so <laughs> I actually saw this movie twice. Um, oh. I, yeah, I, I can't believe you can I write I, it I, off. Now that you're on this hours. podcast, you can write it off in your taxes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, like to get a refresher before coming on here. That's why I watched it the second time. Um, but yeah, upon the first time watching it, I got the vibe that, you know, he felt for this kid because he was you know basically him you know a a young kid who lost his parents and i didn't even think of the parallel of having him be robin until chatting late last night with one of my friends nathan hey nathan um and you know there really hasn't been a great movie robin either that that at least from 
from the 80s right. on from to, the from the initial know. from from yeah. you know from in all the movies i mean the saga of robin tim burton wanted uh to have a robin and they mm. t- they talked him out of it and you know who was supposed to be robin no prince oh wow yeah prince was supposed to be robin that would have been amazing that would have been <laughs> that would have been crazy um i want to give Perfect a tim burton casting though i have to say right it was t- tim burton that would have been tim burton and then when uh, Joel Schumacher takes over, then it's Chris O'Donnell and yeah. it goes in a direction. There's nothing wrong with Chris O'Donnell. He just, he was in putrid movies. You know, yes. we have a standard rule in the Hall of Justice podcast. Uh, it, we always say uh, Ryan Reynolds was great in Green Lantern. It's not his fault. He fought a cloud. Right. <laughs> he, he didn't write the movie. Um, the, I can't believe that that gang kid is Tim Drake. I, I cannot get over that. Um, I want to give a shout out uh, in the early, early going uh, for those of you who listen in New York. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, the news anchor, the, the lady news anchor, uh, she in the beginning where she announces the mayor's passing is Pat Battle, uh, who is on WNBC in New York, and she's from New Jersey, and she always does the New Jersey report, and she's always on the air Sunday mornings, which is the only time I ever watch the news. <laughs> and <laughs> I see Pat battle all the time. And I thought that was really cool. Again, um, there was nothing wrong with that, but like you're, you're picking somebody that you know is not from Gotham city. When I saw the kid and I said, that looks like Tim Drake. That just gets weird. That that's just to me, that, that's awkward. It's like, He's in another move. He's in another DC thing as a Batman sidekick. He has acted with two Batmans because mm. Bruce Wayne is in the Titan show. All right. Uh, Gotham Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. I mean, you couldn't just call it like an arena or like the Gotham Dome or like what, what were you trying to do? Are you trying to make Gotham New York? I mean, I, I, I feel like definitely I, they even had like all of the like lights signs from Times Square going off to with, with Gotham Square, Times Square. So, yeah. So like, it, it's literally like, and I just can't really think of an incarnation of, of Batman without getting New York vibes either, to be honest. Speaking of things that we love in the podcast, uh, Jeffrey Wright as mm-hmm. Gordon. Uh, perfect. Yeah, he was like, perfect. Perfect casting. Uh, now I can't hear his voice without hearing the watcher uh, from <laughs> what if. Um, and he was in the Spike Lee uh, documentary about New York dealing with uh, 9-11 and COVID. And he was brilliant in that. Um, Jeffrey Wright is just fantastic. Just a, a fantastic. Um, there's a scene where they text with the Riddler mm-hmm. and it's in that old school green font, but then they have iPhones. What timeline is this in? Is this retro Gotham or is this modern day Gotham? I never even considered that. Okay. Like I, I never picked up on that. That's, that's hilarious. I All mean, right. I guess maybe the Riddler, because he's 
well, obviously, spoiler, an orphan, that he's just got the old school tech. He doesn't have the, well, except Maybe. for, I guess, the bomb. Maybe. But yeah, uh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't justify that. Never mind. <laughs> Maybe. Um, in the study of Wayne Manor, um, they have that, uh, that statue. It looks like an exact statue from the Adam West show. The yeah, they, they lift the head and they flip the thing. Um, I thought that was a great homage. Um, let's talk about Zoe Kravitz for a second. Okay, perfect. Um, great actress. She's great in uh, Big Little Lies. Um, I happen to be a massive fan of her dad. Who isn't, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's always going to be Lenny Kravitz's daughter. That's, 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 just, that's just for me. Um, she's not Catwoman. Yeah. Her backstory is not Catwoman. There's, and I'm not asking her to be Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not asking her to be Halle Berry. I'm not asking her to be the animated series. But the Catwoman story to me is more uh, Helena Bertinelli, uh, the Huntress. Okay. And what I don't understand is the tie-in to cats. There's, she has a cat. She doesn't have an 11 cat. She has a cat. She she talked about how she has nine lives. I, I get it. That was in the trailer. There's nothing cat about her. Um, if she if you're gonna make her the da- the daughter of Falcone, she's she's the huntress. She's not she's right. not a Catwoman. Well, and again, I think that was a, like a a little nod to a a comic book arc. I, I mean, I'm not really versed in the Batman comics, but no, no, That's... no, but Selena Kyle was never a mobster's daughter. Okay, okay. If you may, but Helena was. Mm-hmm. The Huntress is. You know, uh, for those of you who don't want, you know, Helena is portrayed in the Justice League cartoon, The Huntress. Uh, she has a romantic entanglement with the question. Um, in the comics, she was part of the Birds of Prey team. In the TV show, she was part of the Birds of Prey team. Um, she's the Huntress. And that's who I think she is and you just called her Catwoman. and again this goes back to who's your demographic is this a big toy movie meaning is Probably. there going to be a big is there a massive merchandising program for this because if so what's Catwoman's costume are a you selling the leather one piece with a extra large beanie that you cut cut the middle out of is what, what my take is on that just for, for like she, she, she stole clothes like that's not even it's not <laughs> even a costume he has a costume but does does the riddler have a costume that's a costume uh no that, again uh, from a from a business standpoint is this marketed to toys are, are there going to be toys for this movie I, I hope not because I'm, let's, let's, this movie was extremely dark and I, I appreciated that because one of my other favorite movies of all time was the original 90s Ninja Turtles, which was extremely dark, considered to be a dark film. And but that was I, a huge toy thing because that's a that, toy. That was, that was, oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you, when you think about it, like the, the darkness of it all, though, it's, yeah, I just I don't you understand. Really want to get into I, I don't, know, and I don't understand, but that would be the only reason to call her Catwoman, right? 
because she's not Catwoman. She doesn't play. I call her a uh, uh, well. No, I was working on names to merge Catwoman and Huntress. I thought of Huntress, but it was a bad idea. I didn't think that would work on social media. I don't think that would trend well. Um, the season. No, I called her Cat Huntress. That's that's. A I mean, that's the only one that really works. I would think, yeah. The scene with her and Falcone that could have been the end of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the endings that's that I was like, cul- okay, it's over now, right? Yeah, that's the culmination of the whole thing, and I'm I'm done at that point. Like, okay, great, you did it. Mm-hmm. You you win. The the whole ending with the the they capture the Riddler. I like the scene where they interrogate the Riddler's apartment. That was cool. Yeah. There's, there's, again, this is the whole thing with this movie. There are parts of it that are good. And then the arena gets flooded and the city gets flooded. Yeah, did that really need to happen? And with the, the amount of damage, what did Batman save? Basically, that little boy it just again, ended. clearly. <laughs> he saved a handful of people. Like, this is where I'd like to see Superman, you know, like get me like this. I don't know. You, you, you created this dread and I just don't, I don't see where the dread ended. Like it seemed like when it was over, the, all the roads were fine. So they could have their little motorbike chase. I wanted to play uh, Prince's take me with you as that's going on. You know, oh, like, like that would have been a great addition. Like Apollonia, you know, like right after Lake Minnetonka, like that's what it looked like when they're when they're and he's in costume. That's yeah. when he's in costume. And I'm like, that's the time to, to let your hair flow, young boy. I, 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 <laughs> I get it. When we started the Hall of Justice podcast, Christian Bale had happened three years prior. Okay, so. In our, in our mind, when we started this podcast, the first Batman that we ever were referencing was Christian Bale. We've now seen Ben Affleck become Batman. And now Robert Pattinson is Batman. We've had three Batman in the span of this podcast. My point being is that in any kind of IP, like make me miss you yeah like make me yearn for you and you know when this project was started Affleck was attached to it originally and what Matt Reeves wanted to do was go younger he clearly didn't want an aging Batman to be in this situation he wanted to tell the story that he wanted to tell and you know for DC DC did not strike out with this. No. Like, this is not a strikeout. So I'm trying to understand what its place is in the legacy of the thing, because you're still with your universe, with your Aquaman and your Flash. Mm -hmm. Affleck and Michael Keaton are in that movie. Does Pattinson make an appearance? I I mean, if... If, if you've got Ben Affleck, then obviously not since it's the same universe and the same character, so. I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so confused. I, I, I don't understand. And like now there's supposed to be spinoff shows and the Penguin. One note on the Penguin. 
Oh, um, the penguin stole the show for me. I absolutely loved. That's loved Colin him. Farrell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Colin Bullseye Farrell. himself, Colin Farrell. Um, great makeup. Uh, when they tie him up, <laughs> they they tie him up so that he has to waddle. Yeah, like a penguin. That's an homage, right? Like yep. that's 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 an homage. Like they're they're grounded in reality and they're trying to show you some kind of well, you know, now he's going to start to he's going to walk like Burgess Meredith because we tied his ankle together. And it was great. It was like the perfect um, I mean, I would say the perfect amount of comedy, but it was obviously comedic and it was just it was hilarious because again, you need you needed something to make you laugh throughout this dark ass film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. If we take out, if you take out the Adam West 1966 Batman the movie, um, the two serials with um, with uh, Lewis Wilson and Robert Lauer, take all those out. Mm-hmm. Start with 1989 with Michael Keaton. Right. Batman. Batman Returns. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises are all better. Yes, I want to argue that either Batman v Superman or Justice League are better than this movie. I don't know. I, I is this I an upgrade? Is this an upgrade from those movies? I I would say, I mean, I just I have it, it's not <laughs> I don't know how justified it is, but I just, for some reason, I can't with Ben Affleck's version. I just, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I haven't been able to sit through his versions of the Batman. So you're not, you, so you're not, you're not a fan of either. I'm not a bat, I'm not a fan of Batfleck at all, no. Okay. See, I don't hate Ben Affleck. I thought that the Joss Whedon Justice League, he was a dick. He's especially mm-hmm. a dick to Wonder Woman. I think in the um, in the in the Zack Snyder Justice League, he's he's okay. I think that in the Batman v Superman, I thought the 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 scene you know in the beginning of it when when it's like the 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 sideshow of Man of Steel, the end of Man of Steel. I thought Affleck was great. Um, the whole thing with them not knowing each other's mother's first name. It yeah, just, that like, was. I just lose it at that point, you know. And then when he goes to rescue Martha, that's some of the best Batman action. Like that was cool as hell. Again, there's there's positives to it. Is Ben Affleck a better Bruce Wayne than Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Um, I I I don't I don't want to say it, but yeah, I I, I hate to say it, but you're right because yeah, I'm I just. It's no, just, it just it's going back to the, the emo Batman. Like it's he, he was never there was never a split between the two. Like the chemistry with Pattinson and uh Jeffrey Wright was great. Yes. Again, the Zoe Kravitz character I didn't I didn't get. I didn't understand what her thing was. It's revealed at the end that her mom was had a thing with, with Falcone and it, it, all I was thinking of is that's not Catwoman, that's the hunt. Mm. Neither one is a straight shot from the comics, which I'm fine with. Right. I just I just got the sense. You know how the Nolan movies introduced Rachel Dawes? Yes. You know, a, a role completely created for the movie. It's like you made a hybrid, but you called her Catwoman. And again, my question is, for what? Is it for marketing? Is it for licensing? Is it for toys? 
I, I don't see. I, I, I wish I had an answer for you. I really do. <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, one shout out again, um, the, the Iceberg Lounge, uh, the two twins that are like the bodyguards of it. Mm-hmm. That's Charlie and Max Carver. Uh, they were <laughs> Felicity Huffman's twins in Twin Sons in Desperate Housewives. Oh, wow. It's just cool to see like these kids grew up, you know? I think that's kind of neat. It's good that they're still getting work for sure. No, it's kind of neat though. They're, they're twins, you know? Like that's, yeah. That's kind of cool. I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. Um, interesting stuff it's like i said it's just it's just it's so much longer than it needs to be there were like six different times when we could have done it um what i didn't understand was the steroids you know the the, the yeah like was was mark mcguire like a, a consultant on this um riddler you know singing what was that it was way too long than it needed to be I think that's my, those are my notes. To me, the, the best, the best villain was again, the penguin. Cause he just brought something different, I guess, that compared to what we saw in the film. Um, Paul Dano did a fantastic job, fantastic actor. I loved his take on it, but I, there, and I know that the point was to be very unsettling with the role of What's the he been in? What's what, tell me something he's been in. Gosh, what do I know I, him from? I, I kept looking at him. I'm like, you look so familiar to me. Like, and no, I, know, I know, I know what I know him from. He was in uh, Escape at Danamora. Okay, that's the Showtime miniseries about the two prisoners that escape from uh, the Clinton Correctional Facility. Um, oh, he, he Benicio del Toro plays the main guy, and Paul Dano plays like the, his accomplice. Okay. Um, Paul Dano plays David Sweat. He's a convicted murderer. Uh, Benicio del Toro plays Richard Matt, and they escape this prison. And it's crazy how they do it. That you know, they, Benicio del Toro hooks up with Patricia Arquette, and that's how they get out. And it's it's why it's a crazy, crazy miniseries, uh, seven episodes, and um, yeah, Ben Stiller di- directs it, and Paul Dano. Oh, plays- crazy! Okay. Yeah, Paul Dano. It's a great show. Um, and Paul Dano plays that. He was also in Little Miss Sunshine, but he was much younger. Um, That's okay. It was a little bit of sunshine for me then. I've seen that like once or twice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just go, going back to to Paul Dano's character, take on the Riddler, it was just like all, all of the the serial killers that of 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 the past. Like we I believe there's like a zodiac connection with within this film with the Riddler with with the little clues of his riddles and whatnot and it took me a long time to to realize oh this is supposed to be like basically a take off of the zodiac with this character and that's that's what made it really super creepy for me and i'm i don't know i i grew up with jim carrey's version of the riddler um and i also thought that Corey Michael Smith in Gotham did a fantastic job as the Riddler. I did not, I did not like this version of the Riddler whatsoever. Maybe because it was, it made it too real almost that it could be real life events. Um, but I'm, 
yeah, I had, I have to say, as great as Paul Daniel Daniel. Shout out is, to uh, John Glover also. John fabulous Glover. in this, absolutely fabulous. I just I I couldn't with with this this version. I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> but I thought the clues were kind of intricate, like that part. Yeah, of they was, were. Like you can get involved in what they're searching for and they're figuring it out. You I know, remember sitting there thinking, watching it twice, even though I've seen it. He, once he I'm lies like, still. That was that yeah. was smart. Like, like, you know, that's a play on words. It's that it was smart. I, I yeah. That I didn't. I, I mean, know, that, it, it had its moment, the like the whole film did. But just it, the, the the writer, the way the writers took the character was not what I was really a fan of. Yeah, I thought you know you don't see him that much, and so to me, it's not about his costume. It's more right. about. I like that the Riddler was a real threat. You know, there, there's a goof, I think, in one of the cartoons about how the Riddler is not even a real villain. Like, he, he, you're not even a good threat. Like, the Joker's menacing mm-hmm. and the Penguin's scary and Bane is awful. And, you know, like this, this thing about the Riddler being a, a joke. And he's definitely no joke. Right. So they established the Riddler I had, I had less of a problem with. Um, uh, I didn't like that they kept calling him Oz, the Penguin. Yeah. Oz. You know that it's Oswald Cobblepot, but call him Oswald Cobblepot or call right. him the Penguin. Like, call him what he is, you know? Oz, I, I didn't, I liked, I, I had less of an issue with the Riddler than any of the other parts. Then with Catwoman. <laughs> well, Catwoman, Catwoman was fine. She, and she's brilliant. It just, there was no point to her. Right. And she wants to find her friend that got killed and they catch the friend and it was born from a cop. And See, it was and like that, this, this that intricate right plague. That was all fine, but that's not Catwoman stuff. Too much going on in this film, which I mean, I guess is the point of Gotham City because there's always things going on. But it was for for a first one out. It just mm, it didn't it didn't work. Now is this is this greenlit for episode two? Like, is this happening again? I believe so but i'm not sure i've heard rumors that there there's there's going to be more an additional spinoff centered on the arkham state hospital was announced in march which with early development on a second film having begun by then there you go i'd be surprised if they don't make one me too to be honest i wanted you to say (laughs) i'm disappointed you never saw anything that pattinson has been in either I never saw Good Time, the crime thriller. I've never, you know, I never seen any of this stuff. I couldn't pick Pattinson out of a lineup. But <laughs> Pattinson in real life doesn't have the hair looking like that. Right, exactly. Like that's the other thing. Like here here an example. Like we joke around, but if Tim Burton had Prince as Robin, right? He's not going to have the perm. Right. You know what I mean? He's not going to have well, the flowing hopefully. long hair. He's not going to have a typhoon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're going to make him look somewhat like Robin. Tell me about your social media. How do you how do you promote yourself? Um, so how can people media. find you if they want to agree or disagree? <laughs> you could just find me at Rose City Widow on Instagram. That's basically where I'm at right now. Um, and you, you only can, do Instagram. Like, find... You're not a Twitter person. I I don't like Twitter. I I've. I, I, I had it for a while, then I deleted it. It's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not a Twitter person at all. Okay. All right. Yeah. So just Instagram is the way to find Yeah, me. that's where you can find me. Okay. Well, a lot of times when people want to yell at people, they don't do it on Instagram. 
Well, there you go. See, it's, it's, a, it's a good choice that I made then not to get on Twitter. <laughs> so usually I end these podcasts by saying if there's anything in this episode that you heard that you had a degree, you know, disagreed with, uh, do me a favor, reach out to Jazz directly and leave me the hell out of it. But <laughs> since I'm on Twitter and you're not. <laughs> I, I, I will say this though that that car chase scene between um batman and and the penguin though that was probably my favorite scene in, in the entire film so feel free to agree with me there if, if you want yeah, but you don't <laughs> think that went on too long mm, i'll say no for I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that okay yeah all right well that is the batman uh that's the movie um I will tell you, and we can uh, get excited for this because I can confirm it uh, next week here on the Hall of Justice. We're going to go into the future. The way future when Bruce Wayne is really old in a little show called Batman Beyond. Will Friedel will join us in uh, for this one. He played Terry McGinnis. And, you know, that was another thing they could have done because mm. if they had a young Terry McGinnis, like that could have been the kid. Have him be give me that Easter egg. Um, but uh, one of the things, uh, since I know, since we recorded already, uh, we can say is he uh, his has some unique thoughts on a live action Batman Beyond. That would be fabulous. So make sure we tune in and get his his take on a live action Batman Beyond. It's not a joke. It's a, it's a, it's a real thing. Uh, Jazz, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you uh, for we'll having see me. you again. You'll, you'll be welcome back. We'll make sure it's a Marvel thing. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> That's Jazz Bailby. Uh, I'm Seth Everett. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, Terry McGinnis. Will Friedel next, <laughs> next week on the Hall of Justice podcast. We'll see you then. Believe it or not, I'm walking on.